In this episode of This is the Author, we welcome listeners to a special conversation between author Cameron Lund and narrator Rachel L. Jacobs about the young adult audiobook Heartbreakers and Fakers. Listen along as Cameron and Rachel dive into the writing process and explore the inspiration behind the story. Enjoy this intimate behind-the-mic chat. Hi, this is Rachel L. Jacobs, the narrator of Heartbreakers and Fakers by Cameron Lund, who is here with us right now. Hi, Cameron. Hi, Rachel. So tell us about your book. What inspired you to write it? You know, there's so much about YA female characters having to be likable. And there's, you know, all of this talk about, like, we don't like unlikable narrators. And I really like to give characters space to grow. I'm really into, like, strong character arcs. So starting with a character who has, like, a big journey to go on and something they need to learn. And that's because I was not always the greatest person in high school. You know, I (laughs) made lots of mistakes. I did some stupid things. I was, like, mean sometimes to people. And a lot of it just stemmed from insecurity And so I wanted to write a character that, like, displayed those insecurities but then slowly could, you know, learn to love herself and grow into herself and then also, of course, (laughs) make it a romance. Well, I think your character development in both of your books is fantastic. So what was the seed that inspired you to start writing this book? I don't know how much you know about, like, pantsers or plotters. You know, plotters have to have their whole story plotted out ahead of time with outlines, and pantsers just kind of go. And I am such a pantser where I'll just get, like, a tiny seed of an idea or, like, a scene I want to write, and then I just kind of go from there. So this just started with, I really want to write a book that starts with a character waking up on the lawn after a party, and she doesn't remember the night before. And so I just started writing. And like as I was writing that in, like all of the characters came to me and all of, you know, I just kind of made that scene up as I was going and added everything in. And then, you know, it was figuring out, okay, so what did happen the night before? So I was solving the mystery with myself as I wrote it. And then, of course, once I figured everything out, I had to go back and like rewrite everything. But that was kind of the exciting mystery for me to unravel as I wrote. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Uh, Especially after reading in your work with going back and forth in time. That's fantastic. (laughs) So when did you get the idea to go between now and then? It's such a creative device. Yeah, I think, as I was just saying, I wanted to write it sort of as like a mystery unraveling. And I almost wanted to write it in like the way that you would write a thriller, but make it a romance instead. So it's like, you know, there's something where it's like we have past scenes that are going to slowly give us more information. And so we're trying to, you know, catch up in the present with what we're learning in the past. And so, you know, I was almost thinking of it as like in thrillers, like someone wakes up and they have amnesia and they have to unravel the mystery. So it seemed like it was kind of the only way to write the story. It was very difficult. I printed out all of the different scenes and then put the pieces of paper all over my floor and reorganized them to try to figure out what way to place them that would make the most sense and then like where to drop little clues and hints. It's a lot of work. As a kid, like, I loved reading books like this. You know, when I was in high school, I would have read it all the way through once, and then I would have gone through and reread it in the timeline, because it's so fun to unravel as a reader as well. That's a fun way to I've never thought of. Maybe I should reorganize it in chronological order just as, like, a fun bonus thing. (laughs) So where did the inspiration for the relationship between Kai and Penny emerge from? What I wanted to do with the two of them was that I don't think people should be blamed for 
small mistakes that they've made that then they grow and learn from. And a lot of their relationship is like, you know, Kai was a kid who made a mean comment and he didn't realize the power of his words at the time. And obviously his words affected Penny really strongly. And she couldn't let it go to the point where she just overlooked every other part of him as a person and was just so hung up on hating him. And so part of their relationship was just them realizing the faults in each other, but then also realizing like the intentions behind those faults and coming to find like the real person underneath and realizing that they don't need to just be hung up on hating each other. There's more to them than that. There's a little bit of Shakespeare mentioned in the book. Were you inspired by any Shakespearean plots while writing? There were some overtones of Midsummer Night's Dream and All's Well That Ends Well. Yes. So that is exciting that you picked up on that, actually, because I was very inspired by Shakespeare in writing this. One of my favorite kind of Shakespearean tropes, I would say, is it's like a comedy of errors and everybody's with the wrong person. And then throughout the play, they have to kind of figure out who they're actually supposed to be with. And so that was kind of my starting base for this, too. It's like, OK, I want to write something where everything's all mixed up and it has to all be sorted out. I would say that, like, <laughs> maybe embarrassingly, more of my frame of reference was the movie She's the Man, because that is one of my <laughs> favorite movies and Shakespeare adaptations. But I just love how in that movie everything's kind of all jumbled and there's so many, like, mistakes and errors and, you know, that they have to sort out in a really fun way. There's a reason why She's the Fan was so popular. And like, especially then, what is it? Uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shakespeare translates so well to teen rom-coms. It really does. <laughs> if only he knew. So what has been the experience for you after writing a book and spending so much time with these characters, uncovering them? letting it go and it's transformed into an audiobook performed by somebody like me. How has that been like for you to hear the final product? Yeah, so first I just want to say, Rachel, you did such an amazing job. <laughs> I loved your performance so much that I specifically asked for you to read Heartbreakers and Fakers. So I'm a huge audiobook fan. I listen to them all the time, but I'm very picky about narrators. A narrator can really make or break a book. And I was so nervous that like this book is my baby. And like, what if I don't like what if the narrator reads it in a way that I don't agree with? And then it's like ruined, you know, of course, like spiraling. So hearing your performance and I was just blown away by the performance you gave us. It was very exciting. And specifically, what I really liked was just that you really developed each of my characters. They had such unique voices. You could always tell who was speaking just through your voice versus like the dialogue tags and and just the way that you read Andrew's voice and then I'm sure Kai's voice. You just did a very good male narrator. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to hear the next one. Well, your characters are so well developed and you have such a clear picture of your characters while reading. It really makes my job as a narrator so much easier. And again, in, in this book, they are extremely well-developed and nuanced. And like you were saying before, they're so round because you aren't afraid to show the sides of your characters that maybe they don't want the rest of the world to see. And, you know, that's what makes you such a fantastic author. Oh, well, thank you. Would you mind expanding on your characters a little bit? Olivia, for example, where did she stem from? Jordan as well? Yeah, so Olivia isn't really based on like one person or one relationship that I had, but I did have several friendships throughout high school, middle school also, 
where I didn't really even know the person that well and they didn't know me that well. And I was just so concerned with like what they thought of me and their opinion of me and like wanting to be popular and wanting everyone to like me that I never actually knew who they even were. And so that's what I really wanted to do with Olivia is show this friendship that's like actually not even a real friendship and just pretty fake because it's all based on like each other's opinions and versus versus actually caring about each other, you know? And then Olivia is just such a fun character to write because she's like, you know, the stereotypical mean girl, like very manipulative. But I also wanted to show, you know, she has a softer side and she has thoughts and feelings, too. And like maybe there's some reasons why she's acting out the way that she is. And then with Jordan, kind of the same thing where it's like Jordan's the typical like hot guy that you have a crush on when really you don't even know anything about him. And like your personalities aren't meshing. It's just that he's popular and cool and hot. And that's like all that really matters to you at that age. And so the book's about getting past that and actually learning who people are deep down and like growing to appreciate their true selves. So what's a great audiobook that you've listened to recently? I just finished listening to The Girls Are All So Nice Here by Laurie Elizabeth Flynn, which I highly recommend. It is a thriller. It's, you know, slightly different genre than Heartbreakers and Fakers. It does have a similar, you know, girls in college who are very manipulative and mean to each other, although I would say the girls in this book do not have a soft layer underneath them like the girls in my book do. (laughs) They are not so nice here. Do you have a favorite place to listen to your audiobooks? I listen to audiobooks kind of all day as I'm doing chores or walking around. So like anytime I'm cooking or if I, you know, take the bus to work or something. I also just love putting on an audiobook and walking through the park, especially if it's like a fantasy audiobook and then I'm walking through the trees and it's all foggy. It really puts you into the mood for something like that. The same thing for me with audiobooks. I do. I go on hikes every day and oh, I was listening to this book Tangerine and it takes place in Morocco and just feeling like you're being transported while you're exercising or doing your chores is absolutely fantastic. I actually, you know, my hold from the library for Tangerine audiobook just came in. So I'm like two minutes into it right now. (laughs) Oh, yeah, great. It's such a beautiful book. I really enjoyed it. Also, I just wanted to say like your author's note at the end, it was so touching. I like cried when I finished the book. Yeah, it's so good. I love it so much. Thank you. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook, Heartbreakers and Fakers. Olivia has always had a way of telling the truth to your face and making it sound like a kindness, her dazzling smile tricking you into thinking she's on your side. Maybe next time, don't be such a sloppy mess. Girls like us are better than that. It's just, I'm not usually on the receiving end of it. Not since we became best friends. These were comments meant for Katie, who's always a little too eager and embarrassing. For Mariah, who cries in school over bad grades. For Romina, who always ditches us to hang out with the guys. No, I'm always on Olivia's good side. The one she laughs about it with later. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.